right. How's everybody doing? I want to say a hello to all of our Tampa Bay area campuses joining in with us right now. Those online, those on the app, Hernando Correctional. And would you give a special welcome to our Temple Terrace campus out there in lovely Temple Terrace with Pastor Roy and the whole gang. We're glad you're here. And uh, we're in our final weekend in a series we've been calling U+. And we've been talking about getting some new perspective. If you need some new perspective, go back, check out the last few weeks online or on the app. But let me say this up front. Do not leave early. Don't leave this service early because I got something to give you at the very end. Okay, so hang tight. But first, let's play a game. And I'm going to say synonyms of a word. And I want to see if you can think of this word. Okay, see what word I'm getting at. Okay, so here's the synonyms. On the fence. Waffling. Not waffles. Love waffles. Waffling. Flip-flopping. Hemming and hawing. Wavering. Wishy-washy. Okay, so what do you think the word is? Land O'Lakes, what do you guys think? No, Pastor Mike's not waffles. Don't worry about it. Okay, so let me ask here. What do you think the word is? Here we got it. Indecisive, right? Indecisive. Now, simply defined, indecisive is the inability to decide. Some of you are like, wow, I came for that insight. That's incredible. But uh, I'm going to tell you when I am indecisive intentionally is when I am asking my family where we're going to eat. Um, I do not care where I eat. Never. If you've known me long enough, if we're going to lunch, you're picking. I don't care. I can eat anywhere. I've eaten in Haiti. I've eaten in Romania. I've eaten at Crystal's. You name it. Okay? Like, I've done it. All right? So it's all good. But the reason why I don't choose where we eat is because there have been times when I try. And when I try to make that decision, my family reacts as if I have thrown a bucket of acid into the back seat of the car. Hey, why don't we go to, no, not that, oh, and I'm like, just forget it. Just forget it, I'm not picking it. When I got married, I signed a verbal contract saying that I don't make this decision for the rest of my life now. I plead the fifth forever immunity, okay? Like, it's just not a decision I want to make. But here's the thing, what's funny about being indecisive, it's not a virtue, right? We don't cheer that on. You're not hiring for a job. You know, you know I really like the indecisive candidate. I like the fact that he's just nowhere all over. I like that. You know, nobody says that. You know, when there's a wedding proposal, no one likes to answer, eh. Right? When you pull up behind someone at a drive-thru, you don't go, oh, good, they're having trouble deciding. No. No. None of us want to be indecisive. That's just not a quality, right? Now, I would add to that, okay, that you don't want to be especially indecisive about what's important. Now think about what's important to you, right? Marrying someone, uh, having a family, taking a job. You don't want to be indecisive in those areas, right? So you, you wait too long to give them an answer, they're going to give the job to somebody else, right? You're not sure you want to, be, you're, you want to marry this person, but you've dated them for 35 years or whatever, and they're going to get fed up and leave, okay? And, uh, or, or maybe it's that thing where you get married, and after years and years and years, you go, you know what, I finally decided I'm ready to have kids, to which your spouse looks at you and says, honey, we're in our 70s. That ship sailed, man. <laughs> like it's, you waited too long, indecisive, right? Now, I think you and I, would all, we'd all agree, no matter where you, what you believe or anything, we'd all agree that, okay, you just really can't afford to be indecisive about what's important. 
But I would also argue that many people are most indecisive about the most important thing. In fact, I would argue that the most important decision you may ever make in your life is the same decision where many people are on the fence, wavering, just can't decide. So what is the most important thing about us? Now, I read this quote a long time ago from a writer named A.W. Tozer, okay? And I just remembered it from years ago, and I want to share it with you. Just throwing this out for thought. This is what he said. He said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. In other words, what a person thinks about God is the most important thing about them. Now, some of you go, well, yeah, of course you're going to say that, pastor, church, blah, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. But I don't think I agree with that. I mean, Matt, that's, that's an important decision. I don't want to put that down. That's very important, but I don't think that's the most important. But I don't know. I think I agree with him because here's why. Honestly, what you think about God affects everything in your life. You think about this. What you think about God affects how you think about right and wrong, life and death, meaning, purpose, relationships, sex, work, money, all of it. All of it is influenced by what you think about God. There's not really an area of your life or a decision that you make that is not influenced by the very core beliefs that you have, especially about God. Now, I know for a lot of you that sounds really strong. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I get it. But I believe the truth is that your decision about God or lack of is the core of who you are that saturates the way you think and the decisions that you make. In fact, I'm going to go so far to say this. Before we get into our passage, I'm going to share this thought. And you just, I just want you to consider, do you think this is true? Because I believe in your life this is true. That decision about God equals direction in life. Now, I know you didn't learn that equation in high school, but I want you to think about this. Decision about God equals direction in life. Now, some of you go, what, what do you think? I, I, I'm honestly telling you that I really think that what you honestly think about the existence of God, even the Bible, I'll even go so far to say even if you believe that your sins are forgiven through the cross of Jesus, okay? Like, all of those things are core beliefs that are foundations of the directions that you take in your life and you may not always see the connection but I'll, let me allow you to see the connection for example for example you're at work and you get an opportunity to get in on some insider trading okay your ethics are shaped by your beliefs right now or you have an opportunity to cheat on your spouse Okay? Your views on that, your views on marriage, are shaped by those beliefs. Right? And, and, and I mean, honestly, if you believe that ultimately you will be held accountable because God exists, that affects the directions and decisions you make. But if you believe that nothing happens after death and we go back to dirt and all you can do in life is try to find your happiness, that also affects the decisions and the directions that you take in life. And, and those decisions really do take your life in directions. I would argue this, that really, what you think about God influences where you live, who you're with, what you're doing, how you think. All those things. I mean, let's think about these questions. 
Okay, is dating about playing for keeps or playing the field? Well, which direction do you take? Depends on what you believe, right? Are you a generous person or a suspicious person? Well, that depends. What do you believe, right? I mean, there's just lots of thoughts like that. Do you, are you part of a church or do you think church is part of the problem? Right? Those are just things that you think about and go, well, that, the direction I go has a lot to do with what I believe. The fact that you're listening to me right now, the fact that you are taking an hour out of your week, wherever you are, has a lot to do with what you believe or what you're trying to believe or where you're trying to go, that internal core of who you are. So my question is simply this. If your decision about God drives the directions that you go in life, then I just want to ask you point blank, have you really made a decision? Are you in the pool or really are your feet dangling in the water? And you're kind of like, I like the water. It's nice. I'm not getting in, though. But just, just right here is fine. Right? I would argue that that affects your life. It affects your life. Either way. It affects your life. And so I would say that, yeah, there's definitely consequences to being indecisive. We've talked about some of those. On the flip side, there are benefits to making a decision. There are benefits to going all in. And I'm not going to hide it. I, I hope that you don't just believe in God. I hope that if he exists and he's real, that you follow him. And that not just you go a little bit in, just halfway in. I, I'm going to challenge you to go all in. Just go all in. If he's real, if he's there, if he cares, if he loves me, all in, right? That's where I'm going to go. I'm just going to move the chips down and say, that's it. But now, there's some benefits to that decision. And we've been in the book of Philippians in this series, and let me go back to some things that Paul was saying. And Paul is praying not just for this church, but for all of us. And let's look here in Philippians 1.9. Here's what he said. He said, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Now again, he's not just praying this for them, praying this for us. For I want you to understand what really matters. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. The righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Now, here's what Paul is telling these folks. He's like, listen, he's praying this not just for them. Now imagine someone praying this for you. He is praying that your heart is growing, that your mind is growing, that you are focused on the right things, and that's taking your life in the right direction. That all of us would have a life filled with the fruit of going all in. And that's the thing, is Paul's making it really clear. The path to growth, the path to finally moving forward, is a path marked with two words. All in. And for a lot of folks who I know are listening in or here, you really want to grow, you really want to move forward, but it's a decision. It's that darn decision. Of do I go all in or can I just go a little bit in? Because you just don't get the benefits just going a little bit in. Let me, let me show you just a little bit. Let's talk about what Paul 
described, okay? And I just want to highlight these things in case you missed them, okay? So Paul talked about this. He said, I want you to have an overflowing love, okay? Overflowing love right there. Now, I want you to think about that. Is that something that you would want? And that's a heart overflowing with a genuine love for others. I don't know anybody that doesn't see that and go, no, I like to be the Grinch, right? Like, that's how I want to live my life. I see Scrooge and I'm inspired, right? Like, no, like no one wants to live that life, right? Look at the other thing he talks about. It's growing understanding. A mind that is constantly learning and gaining insight. I like, I'd rather be dumb. No, no, you want to be here, right? Or, or maybe knowing priorities. Wouldn't you like to be able to keep the main things the main things? Wouldn't you like priorities to drive your life? And the last one, something we all like, showing integrity. Wouldn't you like your life to back up what you say? Wouldn't you like to be able to walk the talk? Wouldn't you like to be able to be not perfect, but authentic? Right? Now, I look at these things. And let me just leave those up there for just a minute. I look at those things. That's not a bad benefits package. But can I just say this to you? Do you want those in your life? are these things that you actually find yourself striving for in your life. And if any of these are things that you go, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I'd like that, yes. I mean, I would like all four with a side of fries, okay? Like, I need all that in my life. But the thing is, is that you got to know where it comes from. What's the source? Look at verse 11 one more time, and I want you to underline a part of it that we're going to easily miss. Because you got to know where this comes from. And here's the underlined part. He says, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character, and boom, right here, produced in your life by Jesus Christ. By you? No, Jesus Christ. That's who produces it. You want these in your life? Then you need to catch the credits because this is a Jesus Christ production up in here. Okay, and for some of you, honestly, to, wherever you are today, you need to recommit your life to Christ because at some point you made a decision, but you haven't let him produce in your life. You signed on for the movie, but you need to meet with the producer again. Because you said, eh, I want to go there, but then you kind of about, he's got some things he wants to produce, those things that we just looked at. Because you don't understand this. The only way to an overflowing heart is if God guides your heart. You can't do that on your own. This is why half-hearted doesn't work. If you want to grow in insight and understanding, then let God guide your thinking. You'd be amazed of what you don't know that God can show you. Honestly, if you want to know what really matters in life, you should trust the one who created the whole thing. Well, Matt, I don't want to be, I don't want to live a double life. I want to have integrity. Then don't be double-minded. Don't be double-minded. You get in a lot of trouble on the fence. A lot of trouble on the fence. I want to say this, growth happens, well, let me put it to you this way, growth doesn't happen on the fence. I'm going to say it over here because I'm not sure they heard me. Growth doesn't happen on the fence. Ebor, help me out. Growth doesn't happen on the fence. Growth happens when we decide we're going all in. Now it's time to grow and go forward. But you got to make that call. 
Now, let me show you a verse in the Bible. You're going to hate it. Here it is. James 1.6. It says, do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Now, this verse 7. Here we go. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Rewind. What? Such people. Who are we talking about? Wavering. Divided. On the fence. Should not expect growth to happen. On the fence. Now look at reading. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they're unstable in everything they do. Unstable. Let me tell you. When you're trying to play both things and trying to well, I like, a, I like Christianity to be a part of my life. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's not a decoration. It's a foundation. Right? You can put Bible verses everywhere and be mean as, as a demon or whatever, right? And, and that doesn't fix anything. It's when it's inside. It's when it's in here. A lot of folks put the Christianity all over here and we go over here. We put it over here. We put it on the bumper sticker and we go over here and we get the Jesus toenail clippers. And it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference because it's in here. Until it's in here. And you know how it gets in here? All in. All in. James is clear. There is no win in wavering. There, we don't celebrate people in history who could not make decisions. We're like, they couldn't decide if they were going to battle, and we remember him. No, no one says that. No one said They stood on the hill for hours contemplating, weighing it out. You know this, your marriage grows when you're committed to it. And for some of you, that's why. That's the problem. It's kind of, well, I'm kind of just keeping one foot out. No, 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 no. We're not growing until you're going all in. For some of you, you know this, your skills don't improve in whatever your skills are until you're dedicated to it. When you make the decision to get off the fence and get on board and go all in, that's when the change happens. And I just want to tell you, if you want God to work in your life and you want freedom from addictions and you want strength in your struggle and you want wisdom in your decisions and you want change in your life that only God can make happen, then please do me a favor and get off the fence. Get off the fence and it's not going to happen there. Go all in. Throw in the chips. Well, this is it. No, I, this is the only way it's going to happen. Don't just believe in God. Believe God. Don't just acknowledge Jesus and give him a head nod. Follow him. You know what's interesting about when you're sitting on the edge and your feet are in the water? You're not moving. You're not going forward. Right? We don't see the Olympics and everyone's got their feet in the water just kind of kicking. Nobody, nobody's going anywhere. You got to get in the pool. You want to move forward? Get off the edge. Well, uh, Being indecisive makes your life unstable. Unstable. You know what's interesting? A life that never decides is a life we later regret. You will not look back on your life and think, I'm so glad I wavered for so many years. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Don't look back with regret. Look forth with resolve. 
one of the last things my dad ever told me. My dad found Jesus, I'm talking two minutes before the game was over, okay? He died 20 years ago. I'm talking at the two-minute warning that man finally prayed and received Jesus. And I was like, oh, gosh. Woo. And I asked him, Dad, why did it take you so long? And it was funny what he said. He goes, you know, I don't know. But I regret so much time wasted. Those four words have burned into my brain so much time wasted. Please don't get toward a point in your life. Please don't get to a point in your life where you look back and go so much time wasted. Listen, you don't want to regret that. You want to look forward with resolve. My question is simply this. If God really did create you and God really does love you and God really does have a plan for your life, is it possible that you could regret a life that's apart from all of it? Is it possible that you would look back and go, oh, it's extremely possible. Now I know the pushback. Matt, 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 I'm off the chain so much. If Jesus comes in, i got to clean out the closets. Look, Jesus is fully aware of your closets, your basement, under your house, everything. Okay? And let me tell you something. Let God handle the changes. It's a process, but it's a process that some of us never got in because we never made the decision to get in that process. Or some people go, well, I have questions. And until all of my questions are answered... I just can't follow God. You know, how did God create the earth exactly? I have to know exactly how he did it, right? Or how did, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? It has to be thoroughly explained to me. Do yourself a favor if this is you, and don't pretend your struggle with God is intellectual when it's really emotional. See, you Googled contradictions in the Bible, but why did you Google it? So that's where I want to get to, why you did, because why you did, because God took your dad when you were young and you've been angry at him ever since. But let's be honest about why. And see, you really, don't pretend like you have to understand why bad things happen to good people when the real issue is that God allowed a bad thing to happen to you. And you've never understood it, and this is the thing, you can have all the answers in the world, but if it's a matter of trust, the answers won't matter. You can give all, we can play intellectual ping pong all day. But in the end, you came in the room saying, I don't know if I can trust him. And that's what I'm saying. If that's you, please understand there's always a reason to be afraid. Faith is a 50-foot diving board, and no one will ever blame you for getting to the top and looking down and going, whoa. No one will ever blame you for getting to the top of it and hesitating. But can I ask you this? How long is an appropriate amount of time in your life for fear to keep you from the change that needs to happen in your life? I mean, how many years is it appropriate for fear to keep you from finally healing from those hurts long ago? How long is it? How long is fear going to keep you from experiencing forgiveness and peace for the first time in a long time. God has so much he wants to do in your life. He is ready to take you into his arms. And I get the anger and I get the questions and I get all the empty things. But let me tell you, I've been a Christian for a long time and I still have questions and I still have anger and I still have those things. But ultimately, let me tell you, 
I don't regret letting God come in, forgive me, cleanse me, make me new, and guide my life. And you won't either. I want to ask you, do you believe God can forgive you? Do you believe that God can forgive you? Do you believe that God can save you through the work of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you? If you do, but you're shaking on that fence, let's go. Get off the fence. Let's right now, just in this moment, everybody close your eyes. And we're going to say this out loud together. If, if you're going to make this decision, we're going to, you're going to want you to say it. And listen, I'm going to have everybody who believes say it with me, okay, so that nobody feels left out, okay? But if you're right there and you, and you need to just go, listen, it's time. Say this with me out loud. Jesus is Lord. I give my life to you. Oh, no, let me tell you, we, we got to get off that fence. Let's say that one one more time. I give my life to you. God, cleanse me from my sins. Make me new. I place my life under your leadership. I'm all in. Now look up at me. I know I'm still here, right? Let me tell you, if you're a person right then and there, and you made, you're one of two people. If you either placed your faith in Christ right there for the first time, or you're a person who said, you know what, I'm recommitting my life to Christ because I have, I made a decision a long time ago, but he's not producing anything in me, and it's time to go all in. Let me tell you something. Just let us know. We like to know when God impacts your life because we want to pray for you. We would love to help you take a fresh start, whatever you need to do. We would love to do that. Take that car before you go, okay? Fill that out. Now, I know I told you I was going to give you something at the end. I know some of you are like, I hope it's a check. It's not a check. <laughs> we made these just for this service. This is a poker chip that says all in. And what I want you to do is this. I want you to take this with you as a symbol that you are no longer living life on the fence. I just want you to know this. Yeah, you can cheer for that. That's good. Come on, campuses, wake up. That's good. I love when that happens. All the people in the seats are like. We playing poker? What happened? I want to say this. Life off the fence is not easy, but it's really the only way to live. You want to grow, you want to go forward, all in. That's the way to go. Now, I got one more surprise for you before I give you this chip. Because we were talking about this. And I said, man, if people are really making a decision, I don't want to end the service with a little whimper and a little piano song and a little just something soft and flowery and whatever. No, 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 no. I'd like to go out with a little bit of a bang. So here's what I said. If it's a new day for somebody, then we're going to end the service in a new way. So what I want you to do, sit and watch what's about to happen. Before we dismiss, check this out.